Amen. Shall we just pray and ask God to help us? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I recognize, God, that every word that is coming out from this pulpit, Lord, can help direct somebody, can give instructions, and also can give a call to repentance. So, Father, I pray, God, that you direct every word that's coming out from this earthly vessel. I pray what the people need is not my opinion, but they need your opinion, Father. They need your perception. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. Let there be a flow in the Holy Ghost. Lead me and guide me. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Praise God. You know, I like what Charles said this morning. Say, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. The Bible many times says, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. It never dawned on me what that really means. You know, uh, uh, until he said it the way, and God quickened me, okay? I, I know this sounds strange, but I'm not here. I'm just talking, I, I, I believe for me, God will use every experiences that I have at home, you know, to share a little bit about some biblical concept. I know that sometimes my children say, ah, like that also can, ah, like that also, but that's how God speaks to me, okay? But, but that's something that I realized about, you know, we just, you know, bought a dog, border collie, and, 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 and really love the dog, you know, uh, beginning to get emotional. And I realized, no, the dog, when I open the door, always rejoice. <laughs> Amen. I don't know about you, but, but when you open that door, how many of you have dogs here? <laughs> Amen. I, and then when you open that door, the dog always never comes and say, hey, it's you again. Ah. Hi, Sienna. But they were up there wagging their tail, rejoicing. I mean, when I come home, I also feel happy. La. I mean, sometimes when we come into the presence of God, I don't know how you come in the presence of God dragging your feet down. Wow, Sienna must go to church. Uh, uh. I, mean, I, I mean, God, look at it. This kind of attitude. Uh. I mean, wow, I also want to minister to them also very difficult. Eh? I mean, come on. I think, I think that's, that's how the way I should enter. God's going to speak to me. I'm going to have a relationship with God. And God's going to give me a word today. Amen. I want us to rejoice. Amen. I, you know, it's the, uh, I must come church. Uh, I, uh, I, I hope today live stream. <laughs> Amen. Or you say, you know, like David say, you know, uh, I was glad when they say unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I get to meet my master. I get to meet the one that has been protecting me. So today, my job is really very simple. I'm a, I'm a sheep dog. I will point you to the shepherd today. And only he can satisfy your need. Amen. Amen. Knowledge will not satisfy us. And experience with God will satisfy us. It is finished. Amen. When I get God to touch me, settle. Amen. Everybody say praise God. I don't know why you come here for. I hope you are not here for some religious uh, exercise. I, I'm here really rejoicing because you know what? Hey, Praise God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad I'm still alive. I'm so glad to experience God's goodness. Y'all getting quiet there. I think we should, we should practice this a little bit more. I mean, come on. I say again, rejoice. And I say again, rejoice. Okay, we've been talking about the need of discernment. I love this topic so much and it's really helped me. Uh, I want to say this. All the thoughts that go to our mind, may not always be God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Thoughts are not facts. You know, it depends. You know, especially when I'm offended. 
crazy thoughts will come to my head. I get more sensitive. You know, so I got to be very careful. So the Bible says in Hebrews, if you have your Bible, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 says this, but solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We must be able to tell, is that God? Not God. How many of you ever question your thoughts? I mean, like, you get up every day, you hear the voices coming to your head. You know, there are good voices, there are bad voices, there are confusing voices, there are voices of the world. You know, and, and, and the Bible says this, my sheep knows my voice. Amen. There are some things I don't even entertain. You know, like, like you, know, you know, looking, my wife suddenly do something rude to me. The thought says, you see, he don't like you. <laughs> you see? She don't love you. I say, I, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, this spiritual warfare so long. I say, oh, are you going to think that? You are the man of the house. <laughs> you know, I, I, if I entertain those voices, I'll get upset. Or I say, devil, you are here to ruin every relationship that I have. No matter what happened, I'm going to do right by God. I'm not just only going to do right by my wife. I'm going to do right by God. If I do what's right by God, I'll ultimately do right by her. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You see, there are voices out there that's trying to cause confusion. There are voices that's trying to cloud you so that you cannot make that decision. Okay? So, what we are needing to understand is that we got to have a right kind of heart. You see, there are times when I say, hey, Pastor, how come I every time think negative thought? Huh? How come every time like that one? Huh? I, 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 could it be that your heart is not in the right place? You know, we're going to talk about motives today. But, but anyway, let's, let's, let's recap a little bit. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, 1 says, Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being few with the fruits of righteousness which are by Christ, by Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Amen. There's a desperate need in the last days for discernment. Amen. Again, we talk about the meaning of discernment, to perceive with eyes of intellect, to detect, to recognize, to comprehend mentally, to perceive and recognize as being different or distinct, to distinguish. Uh, the English word discernment means the act or process of exhibit exhibiting keen insight and good judgment. You see, why we need to have discernment is because, let me say this, there is a, a, a law of the harvest. It's, it goes like this. You will reap what you have sown. God is not mocked. So when you make a, you know what, some, I, I, I understand you, you are free to make your decision, but you are not free to choose your consequences. Let me repeat that again. You are free to make your decision, but you are not free Okay? To reap your consequences. Amen. So that's why, you know, we, we push such a heavy emphasis on people to know the Word of God. Because once you make a decision, the decision will make you. Let me repeat that again. Once you make a decision, your decision will make you. Let me give you an example, a real quick one. You know, I, I've heard a man of God say this, the harvest is always bigger than the seed. One bad choice will lead to major disaster. 
Amen. That's, all, that's why it would be wise that when you, you, you want to make a major decision, you seek counsel. Amen. I, I don't seek counsel with people just like me. Amen. You need to seek counsel with people that have different opinions. And, 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 and most importantly, they need to be godly. Hello? That means what I mean by, uh, you say, oh, but I know godly people also not very godly. Eh? I, I'm not talking about those kind of people. I'm talking about people who fear God, people who knows the word, people who can say no to you. Wow, Lord, help me, man. Who can say no to you? Ask yourself this question. If you may be in church, but someone cannot say no to you, you are on dangerous ground. Because first thing about sheep, and all of us are like sheep, sheep must be able to hear the voice. You know, uh, I, I love the last part of the scripture, and maybe I need Mark, Mark, can you come up here for a while? Mark and Charles. Oh, I love this scripture. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. How many of you know that scripture in Psalm chapter 23? We all like that. This is goodness. This is mercy. When I walk everywhere, they will follow me. They will follow me all the days of my life. How many of you like that? I love that. But then we forgot one thing. The first verse, which is so important. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. If you are not under the shepherd's care, you can, if you stay out of your boundaries, listen very carefully, goodness leave, mercy leave. And that's why what I think is so important as the people of God is you need to discern where you are in Christ Jesus. And that's what we talk about. We talk about we need to discern what? Uh, 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 false ministers, people. We need to discern false doctrine. But today, I want to talk about something that we can handle. It's called discern the affairs of the heart, our motives. Everybody say, praise the Lord. <laughs> I think when we talk about holiness, oh, it's not just about your dress. It's not just about the way you talk. It's about the motives of your heart. That is the most deceptive area. And our heart is deceitful. Everybody say, amen. <laughs> and, and worst of all, you know, our discernment will be affected if we are offended. <laughs> okay, everybody say praise God. You know, you're getting quiet on me. Uh, today, I want to talk about that. And if you have your uh, Bible, I want us to turn, you know, to the book that is found in Acts chapter 24, verse 16. Acts chapter 24, verse 16, it goes like this. And herein do I exercise myself. Well, how, how does he exercise, the Apostle Paul? How does he exercise? To have always a conscious void of offense towards God and towards man. Amen. Why? Because the word conscious there is, comes from the Greek word co-perception. Okay? Co-perception. See, what is important is that my perception may not be right and I need other people to give me their input, especially God. And when I'm offended, I always want to, what? Defend myself. We like to blame. We like to shame. <laughs> it's very natural, human. And, and when I'm offended, I'm more sensitive. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, uh, 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 when my wife is offended with me, every little thing seems big. Amen. And, 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 and that clouds my judgment. 
Amen. How many of you ever uh, 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 want to go out to have a good day, but then uh, someone says something to offend you, it ruins your entire day? That your perceptions become not accurate. So the first thing that you do is, okay, okay, listen very carefully. I need to get myself void of offenses. I need to forgive. That's why the scripture says in the Lord's prayer, we need to pray the prayer of forgiveness. I forgive those who trespass against me as you forgive me. Or forgive me as I trespass. Uh, I, 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 I need to make a conscious decision because forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a choice. And, and, and the thing that I need to get out of my heart is all these poisons called offenses. And you all know the bait of Satan. Those of you who have watched it, the bait of Satan is, you know what? Offenses. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So, you know, with, with that in mind, I, I, I first thing that I need to do is to discern that my heart is right. Because you know what the scripture says in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 and 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Okay? Everybody say praise God. You see, we all go through life without God before. And pain has a way to alter our perception and perspective. Let me say that again. Pain has a way to alter our perception and perspective. Let me give you an example. If I was raised in a family where the father is not present, I have this perception Father doesn't care. So then my relationship with God will be affected. Amen. It, because my referencing is my old relationship with my father. So it may not be right. I need to recognize that, okay, you know what? That's why the Bible says to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Sanctify your name. Remove every smudge of incorrect perception of the heavenly father who loves me that is always for me that is always faithful that is always watching over me you see this is so important because we need to get the right perception because you know what listen very carefully because some of us don't like rules and regulation because we feel like i'm suffocated but let me tell you someone someone who is the right perception of god the right perception of love you know what will happen they say oh the leash means i'm owned by god i'm well loved that he doesn't want me to fall out that's why there's a leash the leash represents ownership the leash represents I am not an orphan. The leash represents I'm so well loved that, that, that my master don't want me to get out of track. Amen. Oh, this week was a horrible week for me because I let go of the leash and the dog ran. Pew! And I was like, ah! And then crossing the road, then I, I forgot all, you know, your, your impulse said, go after the dog, go after the dog. But then I have to calm down. Okay, the dog probably is afraid that I'm going to cane the dog. So I squat down. And I do this. Milo! She came back. Somehow or other, I do believe that you know, some of our dogs or some of us have been abused in our relationship. And when we see God, we see, oh no, he's shouting at me, it means he don't like me. And then you stay, uh, you, you never had that intimacy with God. You know, you say, oh God, 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 God just wants to throw me to hell. <laughs> Dude, he loves you with an everlasting love. 
Amen. I, I'm telling you this as I'm saying this today. That's why he say, hear my voice. My sheep will know my voice. Hear me. Because I'm not there out there to make you suffer. I'm not out there. I have a plan for you. Amen. I want to direct you. I want to, you, you are owned by me and I so love you. That's why, uh, I don't know about you, but when you see the staff and they'll rot, they comforted me. Some people say, ah, staff, I got comfort, beat there, and then rot, ah, you know, I don't know, but those are tools of, he owns me, I am not my own. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. You know, and, 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 and again, let's, let's talk about this whole concept of God. Amen. If, if we are offended, we need to clear our offenses real quick because we will not see God the way God wants us to see Him. Amen. That, that, that's why this prayer is so, bold, Father, our Father in heaven, not our earthly father, but our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Remove every smudge that is unlike you so that I can trust you over and over again, that you will never leave me, that you are for me, that, 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 that you are faithful, that you want the best for me so that once I, once I meditate on those things and I discern those thoughts because there is, a, there is a warfare that's happening right now. It's called spiritual warfare that will attack your mind saying that God is out there to kill you. God is out there to ruin your life. Oh, God doesn't want you to have fun. Oh, God doesn't want... Dude, God knows how to have fun. Amen. Everybody say praise God. How many of you think that God knows how to have fun? Thank you for that overwhelming response. I haven't used that for a while. <laughs> you know, I believe that God wants me to enjoy life. If not, why He give us taste buds? Come on. Hello? Everybody say praise God. You know, I say God is the coolest person on earth. Hello? Not your idol. I mean, look, what's cool? He can walk on water. <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. I tell you, I go crazy. I mean, if I were like Peter, Sister Jenny say, if there's somebody that, that uh, you should be named Peter, if I were there, I would just say, hey, can I come? <laughs> I mean, that's so cool. God is so creative. God, have you ever seen, you know, in, 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 in the gardens by the bay, all the different... Uh, uh, Many kinds of, I, I won't use the word species, I don't know what they use in the plant world, but, but they see all kinds of plants, it's just overwhelming. I mean, like that also can, uh, <laughs> you know, you look at some of the plants, uh, like that can survive, uh, you know, and, and how God is so amazing. Amen, everybody say praise God. So again, you know, I love this scripture, I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 3 all the way to verse 12 and I'll continue from there. It says this, my son, do not forget my law, but let but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart and do not find favor and, and so, sorry, and so find favor and a high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all, not some. The reason why we are not having victory is because we are still holding back. Because you say, oh God, you don't want me to have fun. Oh God, this way. No, he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Stop ignoring him. Acknowledge him. Amen. You want the Lord, you want goodness and mercy to follow you, then you got to acknowledge there is a God, and I want to live my life reflecting the image of a holy God. That's what acknowledging means. 
you know, and, and, and He shall direct your paths. You know, some people, they, they come to a place where they come to me, Pastor, do I take this? Do I take this? Folks, first few questions. Have you acknowledged Him in your choices? Have you acknowledged God? I really want your will. <laughs> Not my will, but your will be done. Everybody say praise God. You know, are you with me here? And then it goes on to say this, you know, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Then I, I, I hate this one. Say honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Amen. Again, it goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Okay, if you are wise in your own eyes, you want to keep everything to yourself. Say, do not be. First, give me the first fruits. Yield yourself to the Lordship. My Lordship. Amen. Okay, that's how you destroy, you know, uh, being wise in your own eyes. So your barns will be filled and plant, with plenty and your vets will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening, chastening of the Lord, nor the Test his correction from whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. And here's something that I'm going to say this in a service, you know, in a Sunday service, the year 2022, just before Chinese New Year, he goes like this, Blessed is he whomsoever shall not be offended in me. God can offend you. <laughs> I say that again because you know what? He will chastise you. There are times where he will say this, you're going the wrong direction. With that in mind, goodness and mercy cannot follow you. Leh. So with that, you open yourself to attacks. Amen. God wants to, but you chose not to. You know what? I, I've said this many times to people. There are some people God can't even save because they don't want to be saved. <laughs> Hello? There are some people because God still honor your choices. God will never force you to serve Him. Everybody say, Amen. Because anything is forced is resented and we are not going to force anybody to serve Him at all. It's got to be a trust in the Lord. Amen. Okay? So, we're going to talk about this thing called what's the big deal about motives, okay? You know, motives is where the devil attacks you most of the time. You may be doing a good thing, but your motives are wrong. And that's where we have to be very careful you see, again, in the Garden of Eden, Eve, Adam and Eve were given discernment to know the difference between trees in the garden so they could choose which to eat from and which to avoid. But ultimately, Eve gave into temptation by stepping out of boundaries. What's the first boundary that she crossed? She's judged. She's begin to suspect the intention of God. Any suspicion will always lead to temptation. Let me say that again. Amen. If you suspect somebody, uh, your mind goes crazy. Man. If I suspect my wife having issues, well, I tell you, my mind is a playground for the devil. That's why the Bible says, cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. We can imagine a lot of things that people get tired over things that are not real. Amen. So, the first thing that we need to do, is this thought real? Is it, first of all, is it my rim? Number one, is it my rim? Am I needing to 
Kpo and talk about other things. Busybody. If it's not your rim, shut up. You cross the boundaries. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know one thing that I've learned? Really? The first thing that they teach you that when you have a dog, you must set boundaries. Amen. Well, I said, well, dog needs boundaries. If dog needs boundaries, how about man? But the man so smart. They can make boundaries work for them or they can get out of the boundaries. Okay? Everybody say praise God. You know, I realize that sometimes, I don't, I, I don't mean this the bad way, but sometimes pure obedience is better than anything else. You know, pure obedience. Okay? Uh, the first day when we had our dog, you know, we set the boundary. And the dog's so smart. So smart until you can push the cable tie down and escape. I was like, wow, that sounds like us many times. When God set the boundaries, <laughs> hey man, we're looking for loopholes. Eh? Oh, if I never cannot cane, if I never go, eh, eh, no, no. Then, when the Bible is silent, doesn't mean it's approval. Eh? Oh, Lord. Amen. You know, and, 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 and here's the deal that I want to talk about because we are talking about motives. If, 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 if I cross the boundary and if I take my opinion above God's opinion, you open yourself up to temptation. He's God. I'm not. Sometimes when people say, you know, uh, uh, can I ask you, can you show me the Bible? Why, where's this scripture? Where's this scripture? I say, yeah, I can show you, but at the end of the day, Why? Okay, I will tell you why when you can answer this question. Why you like? What's your favorite food? I ask the person first. What's your favorite food? They say chicken rice. Why? Uh, I don't know. I just like all oh, the chicken very nice. Uh, but why? Okay, what's your favorite color? Uh, green? Why? Can't God have an opinion? He's sovereign. Any time that, that, that you, okay, have an opinion, that's fine. But when my opinion becomes more important than God's opinion, then you have an idol, and that idol is you. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> I'm meddling a little bit, but, you know, and then we are saying this, you think God is not God? You think He doesn't know all the nonsense that you have done? Please, folks, in the last days, He will know you know, there are times where the pastor knows there are things he should, but not enough evidence. So we pray this prayer. Let sin manifest. So that we can address it. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Okay. So again, she was enticed by the flesh to go outside the boundaries of a God-given authority to discern. Amen. God reveals stuff to you. Is that your territory? No. Let it go. Otherwise, you can take second-hand offenses. And there's no grace for second-hand offenses. God will give grace to the offended, but not the grace to the second-hand offense. So that's why in, in situations where we talk about, you know, they tell you about things, the other, uh, you haven't heard the other side of the story and you're taking offenses. And then when you are offended, you, your, your, your judgment is clouded. Every time, Anna, when people say, come to me, Pastor, I want to tell you something. Uh, this person say this person. First question, I'll be like the PAP. Who tell you? Give me names. 
Which police station? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Which? Because you know what? Most of the time, people will tell me their opinions. And they always like to use, you know what? Or oh, some people say, who is that person? <laughs> so that I can do a proper investigation. I don't want to chase around, around over something that you said you are offended, you are colored, you're, you're, you're ready. <laughs> Bias. Amen. <laughs> Everybody say, praise God, are you with me? I'm talking about discerning the truth, what? Amen. Because the church can be divided over something that is not real. Amen. So when I sit down, talk to the person, counsel them, then when the person comes to me, hey, Pastor, you know, do you know the other side of the story? Oh, I don't know. Of course, la, people always tell you their side of the story, but they don't tell the other side of the story. Amen. Everybody say, Praise God. So we got to be careful about this thing called suspicion. It operates the same way as discernment, but the fruit is very different. Suspicion is suspecting or judging something wrong without proof or significant evidence. Suspicion is lie, move from the devil because it masquerades itself as spiritually, primarily thriving in religious environment. Oh Lord, help us. Amen. Amen. So that's why in order for us to recognize whether it's discernment or suspicion, it has got to come to the heart. How you operate with all these giftings, this knowledge, will always boil down to the heart. What are you going to do with the information? Like, give you an example. Some people can use the word of God to kill someone else. Or some people can use the word of God to bring life. It all depends on the motives of the heart. Everybody say amen. Okay, everybody say amen. You see, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10, I love this scripture, it says, But I, the Lord, search all, all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. God judges the heart, so we got to search our heart. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about our motives. A motive is the underlying reason for an action. Yes, you do this, but what's the reason why you do it is more concerning to God than the action itself. Amen. Why do you read the Bible? Uh, I scared. I scared uh, that God would zap me. <laughs> Wrong motive. Amen. I, I read the Bible because I want to know Him. Because it's like a relationship with him. I want to know before I can trust somebody, I need to know. Amen. That's why I read the word of God. Okay. Amen. Again, Proverbs chapter 16 verse 2 says this. All a person's ways seem pure to them. But motives are weighed by the Lord. So in many times, before I give an answer, to someone who's coming to the church for counsel, I question their motives first. When many of the Pharisees came to Jesus, he did not answer their questions. He answered their question with a question to uncover their motives. What do you want to know? Amen. Okay? Everybody say praise God. You see, the human heart is very deceitful. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. We can easily fool ourselves about our own motives. Very easy. We can pretend that we are choosing a certain action for God 
or the benefit of others when in reality we have a selfish reason. God is not fooled by our selfishness and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of heart. Human beings can operate from a variety of motivations, often negative. Pride, anger, revenge, a sense of entitlement, the desire of approval can be an all-catalyst for your actions. Any, motiva any motivations that originates from our sinful flesh is not pleasing to God. Amen. Are, are you with me here today? The Bible says those that are in the flesh cannot please God. So the question today that I'm trying to get a hold of, have you lately discerned your heart? Have you tested your heart? Have you, have you seen what's coming out from your mouth? Amen. Okay, because, you know, your mouth is a byproduct of your heart. What's coming out of your mouth? Is it about you all the time? Or, or, or you know, the, uh, this week I posed a very interesting question, you know, to some of the small groups. I say that, you know, have, have you ever wondered what's your ministry in your small group? Everybody's stunned. Huh? Yeah, every time I come and get, 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 but I never thought of how can I contribute to my family? Oh, oh what's your place in your family? Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, and, and again, any motivation that is selfish can hinder our prayers. Let's turn to James chapter 4 verse 3. He says this, When you ask, you did not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you can get on your pleasures because our hearts are so deceitful, we should constantly evaluate our own motives and be willing to be honest with ourselves about why we are choosing a certain actions. Amen. We can even minister with a wrong motive. Amen. So as, as, as someone in ministry, we always constantly got to check our motives. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise God. Are you with me here today? Amen. So, you know, it's very important. If I don't want to have a breeding ground of uh, suspicion, then I've always got to constantly check my motives. What are my fears? What am I fearful about? Amen. You see, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 says this, Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Amen. You see, there are three reasons, I believe, Three reasons why our motives matter so much to God. Number one, our motives drives our behavior. Our motives drives our when what is under the surface that is unseen determines what is above surface that is seen. To attempt to change our behavior without first having our hearts transformed is a form of godliness and lacks power. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. Having a form of godliness but denying its power from such turn away. Amen. That means again, if your heart is not in the right place, you need to pray, God, I repent. I turn myself back to you. God, I want to please you. Amen. I, I, I really want to get the right heart because if this is wrong, I will interpret life differently. I will have offenses. And, 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 and uh, you know, I've been teaching the couples one of the reasons why people have broken relationship with their loved ones is number one, pride and selfishness. When you are pride, selfishness, you guarantee to have relationship problems. You know, especially in this time and age that we live in, people are very selfish, one. 
They don't know how to wait one. I also don't know how to wait. Internet slow already, make noise already. Hey, hey, hey. When they do YouTube uh, buffering, hey, 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 making noise already, you know. And, and we, you know, the, the, the one thing I've also learned about, you know, training people is when, when I talk to my dog, I say, wait! Wait! Don't know how to wait. Leh. Wait! So many times I say, wait, you know, the dog was so eager that he banged himself on the leaf. Eh? Because the door haven't opened. Dee, 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 bang, bang. Then sometimes we are like that. God says, my delays are not my deniers. Wait! You don't understand what's wait. He said, wait, it's not no. Leh. I want now, I want now. Wait! You don't have the skill set that is required for your ministry. That's why I have to purify your motives first. Amen. Okay, here's something that I've really learned. Oh, I, I'm sorry I have to tell you this. God has been speaking to me. You know, as much as I love the dog, I want the dog to come on top of my bed. Okay? But the dog still doesn't know how to clean himself. I still can say a smell. It's not like, you know, uh, Adora's dog. Adora's dog got nice smell. My dog's still learning how to clean himself and still stink. And God says, isn't that like, 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 like the power that I, there are some people who have walked in my ways and walked in holiness, I really, I can trust them with my power. Am I making sense? You see, because if the dog doesn't train as much as I want to, what happened, the dog is dirty, keep on coming to the bed and then spread the viruses to us and the viruses will kill us, or not kill us, you know, whatever hurt us and we cannot take care of the dog. And likewise, okay, there are some things God will never impart to you until you establish a heart that is loyal to Him and trusting Him, that He'll entrust you. You know what? I, I believe in this thing called, you know, are you being trustworthy? Yes, we trust God. But then, can God trust you? Can God trust you with your freedom? Are you making the right choices? Because when I trust you with freedom, guess what happened? You run out. Never come back again. Amen. Human beings like dog. <laughs> I, I'm seriously saying that, you know, the more if you think that we, 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 we are intellectual, we are smart, you know. No, no, no. We still got that obedience issue. Amen. That we got to trust God. Are you with me here? Again, our motives drives our behavior. You know, again, you know, number two, our motives position us for blessing. God has patterned rewarding motives over behavior. This is why he said in Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, I desire mercy over sacrifice. Amen. Mercy is a portion of a godly heart, while sacrifice could be a corrupt heart. God longs for purify your motives so that he can bless you more. You know, there are some people that... You know, I don't know about you. How many of you know people that don't have a pure heart one? They ask you to go out because they want that deal. They may look at Bong, Bong, I want to bring you out for dinner. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Bong, how that company can give me actually is a form of bribery. It's not pure. I give you this, uh, 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 hey, I, I, hey, I notice your watch old one. I buy you Apple watch. Uh. Can give me my deal or not? Amen. We got to be very careful that, 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 that when we build relationship, it must be without strings attached. There are some people just want to go down there. And then you know what? The worst part about it is that they take you out there after, hey, I buy this for you. Leh. Hey, I buy that for you. Leh. Hey, I treat you. I'm like, wow, you do something good to get something in return. Leh. That's not pure. 
Amen. So, so the question that I have is this. You know, some of us serve God. Hey, God, why serve you? Suddenly got this problem. Are you, are you treating him as a as Santa Claus? Or is this a relationship of commitment? Say, God, I trust you. Your goal is not my happiness. Your goal is my character. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So I will, there, there are times when, when, when I have to discern as a pastor, and this is the hardest part for me. You know, when someone comes and complains, da, 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 so I discern the heart. Amen. The reason why God doesn't give you the, always the things that you want is because your motives are not pure. And, I, and as a pastor, I have to ask questions right now. So if this doesn't happen, A plus B doesn't happen, and equals C, so you know, if I don't give you whatever you want, so you're going to walk out on the relationship. Lah. Oh, oh uh, my wife doesn't meet my need. So you're going to walk out that relationship? Lah. Amen. So I got to check their motives first because you know what? Motives are very concerning to God. Many times people fight in relationship not because of the symptoms. Eh? Money problem, relationship problem, it's just a symptom. Anger problem is a symptom. Last problem is a symptom. You know what's the issue? It's the motives of the heart. That's the issue. Because the Bible goes on to say, guard your heart for out of which flows the issues of life. Amen. And, 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 and have you ever thought about this question? You know, I have people who go to cell group, sometimes they tell me this, my needs are not met. <laughs> well, sounds like the woman with the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Samaritan woman, where Jesus, you know, saw her, you know, asked for water, and she said this, you know, the reason why she's going that hour is because she has relationship problems. And I've always pondered this question a lot and say that, hey, I thank God for fellowship, but fellowship is not a means to his ends. Amen. If God gives you good fellowship, praise God. If God doesn't give you, so what? You see, how can we ever demand that someone meets our need in the hands of a fallen man? We are also fallen one. We are not perfect one. I mean, I, like, okay, please, when you, I know that when you say I do, she's perfect. But the next day, who did I marry? Come on. We are all fallen. I mean, if the needs are met, praise God. Come on, everybody say praise. And I'm saying that God can use those, those, those people to bless us. But if those needs are not met, I'm bailing out of you. No, could it be that, that you, know, you know what Jesus' answer was? This, this back to the story of the woman with the, uh, uh, in, in the well, uh, uh, what can I, in the, uh, the Samaritan woman who is he's wanting to drink. You know what Jesus said this? Jesus said this, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again. Okay, that means if you're going to rely on relationship, it's going to end one day. There's going to be a limit. But the water I give to you, okay, you will never thirst again. And it's a fountain of life. It's, it, it never ends. And, and, and the lady was so shocked. He, he did not give her exactly what she wants. He said, you put the right sauce in the right place. I am your God. I minister. And here's the problem. When people say that my needs are not met, here's a few problems that I have. Number one, is it a felt need or a spiritual need? Because sometimes we can confuse these two. Amen. Loneliness is a felt need. Salvation. It's a spiritual need. Hello? So, you know, there are times where people say that, oh, I, uh, uh, could it be that you're spoiled? 
Oh, Lord, help me. Could it be that you have confused this too? Because Jesus didn't came to give everything that a person wants. He came to meet the most important need. If you have me, you have everything. Because from there, out of it, I will change your life. I will change your perspective. I will begin to change you from the inside out. And you begin to love others as I have loved you. Amen. You see, yeah, people can disappoint us. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. I don't care how perfect your wife is. I don't care that your wife is 10 upon 10, but she will disappoint you because she's limited. You know, she's not always all-knowing. She's not always there. So when, when there are times when you are disappointed, bring your disappointment to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And give it to Him. Could it be that you are looking in the wrong sources for your needs to be met? Only Jesus can meet your need. Everybody say praise God. That's why today I'm here to tell you this, okay? Listen very carefully this. You need to discern your heart because your heart, God weighs it. That's the holiness of your heart, your attitudes of your heart, your disposition. Because this boy, discernment will spoil. It becomes a breeding ground for suspicion. You know why? Because if, 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 if I'm satisfied, if I'm well, okay, you know what? I'm going to use... Uh, Mark and Charles again. <laughs> Come. If I'm satisfied, you know, what happened? <laughs> what, what did I call you? Uh? Goodness. Uh? Goodness and mercy. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to change the name. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I don't need to complain. Though I walk in the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Why? Goodness and mercy. Yeah. Amen. There's always someone protecting me. All I need to do is to trust the Lord with all my heart, in all my ways, acknowledge Him. Lord, You are my God. And Lord, sometimes, okay, I'm going to tell you really something that is taboo. Sometimes there's not love there enough to do what's right by your wife because your wife is the one that offends you. But I do it unto the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know what? Sometimes I don't think that... that, that that uh, my loved one deserve my goodness. <laughs> but does God does it. That's why the Bible says, you, whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord. Amen. Be why do you do it? Because this person came out stepping on my bed. Why do you do it? Because it's right in the sight of God. Not because it's the right inside of me. And when that happens, your motives is corrupted. Amen. Oh, I have never seen this prayer that I prayed. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Guess what's the evil from? Your heart. Lord, I cannot trust my heart. My heart is deceitful. I need to recognize and discern those thoughts that are ruining my relationship. Ruining my relationship, first of all, with, with people around me. My walk with you. I don't want to be a resentful person, eh? All the time, everything I suspect, one. Why the government say this, huh? Why the government say this, huh? You know what I want? Goodness and truth. Goodness and mercy shall follow me, and I bind myself with truth. Amen. And what's that truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I need to walk in the spirit of truth. And yes, I recognize that I am capable of discerning wrong. That's why I pray, Father. Remove falsehood from me. Prayer of Agar. 
Amen. Removes falsehood. I want to see because only the truth shall set me free. Amen. Again, let me say this again. You know, our motives position us for blessing. And number three, our motives can keep us in bondage or lead us to freedom. Amen. Okay? True freedom comes when we stand before God with a clear conscience. This clear conscience is the result of both understanding our righteousness before God and give Him access to work that righteousness into our motives. The enemy wants to rob you of this joy, so he will employ shame, deceit to keep you from seeing the truth in your motives. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. I quote this scripture many times. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Amen. So when we have impure motives, this is what happens. When we have impure motives, we will steal what rightly is God's. We will take away His glory. Amen. Because we start to make ourselves as God. Number two, we treat eternal joy with temporal feeling of self-glory. We kill our own spiritual growth. We numb ourselves to God's greatness. We often rob the person we are ministering to by focusing the attention on ourselves. We start making choices based on our selfish motivation instead of what's best for others and will bring God glory. It's very dangerous. Amen. Amen. So here's the scripture that I want to talk about today. James chapter 4 verse 1 to 3. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God, or when you ask, you do not receive because you ask me with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Wow, that shows me if my motives is wrong. My goodness. My prayers will not be heard and it will be a place that I call a fighting ground. I can tell you one thing. My motives are not right. There will be quarrels in the home. I want to be right. What? <laughs> you can be so right and push God out. Because you know what the Bible says? I desire mercy. Amen. And you know, there are times when when, when I hear, I do more than you, leh. I do more, <laughs> you know. When you start playing, I do more than you, I do more than you. Oh, jalat ah, already. The winning game starts already. It may be right, but are you doing it to manipulate, to control, to have your say? Or is it you're doing it unto the Lord? And there is a breeding ground every time where there is an uneven... Listen very carefully. I, this is my experience in dealing with relationship. If there's a difference in the weighing scale of who gives more, you should got a problem. Man. If, if, if the wife does more in the house, probably you hear things like, you think I'm your mate? Nah? Hello? Amen. I'm not your mate eh. Okay, then you must do something to our balance. Ah. Hello? Are you all with me? Amen. But if, if, if nevertheless, if he's still like that, you still got to forgive. 
Hello, you're, you're with me or not? <laughs> because, you know, we don't want offenses to start. When you think of who do more and what, it's a recipe for quarrels. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You're getting quiet on me. Like. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. Again, we have to be very careful. Then once our heart is not right, we start to suspect in our homes. You know, I, I want to give you 10 things, okay? 10 differences between discernment and suspicion. So this will help you, okay? Everybody with me? You want to write this down, okay? First thing, number one, discernment focuses on the unseen spiritual realm. Suspicion focuses on the natural realm. In other words, discernment adheres to the principles that we do not war against flesh and blood. It does not focus on the behavior of a person, rather the unseen spiritual influences behind that behavior. True discernment is always about becoming aware of the enemy's motive at a work situation. Suspicion, on the other hand, always reduces a battle of flesh and blood. Amen. Instead of saying, Lord, why my son behaved this way? Uh, he must be rebellious. You are an idiot. You are a naughty boy. You are rebellious. But you don't think about the idea that what's motivating him in the spiritual realm. What are some lies that he believes? You know, in every sin, I realize this, there is a lie belief. Eh? You need to uncover those lies. Amen. Okay? So, you know what? The sermon focuses on the spiritual, not... <laughs> My white backslide already. It's talking about the influence, the demonic force. You know, there are times uh, couples come up to me. You know, I say this while they are fighting in the home. Don't know what to do. I step in, I say, You know what it is? I'll tell you what, I'll discern it for you. It's spiritual warfare. But, of course, when things are not left undone, unsettled, he will brew it up and brew it up and brew it up and become spiritual warfare. Things that were supposed to be dealt with in the heart issues wasn't dealt with. You give room to the devil. Amen. So you need to discern. There are some things I walk into people's lives, I discern. If you carry on this way, you are on dangerous ground. Really, dangerous ground. Okay? Number two, discernment promotes and protects unity. Suspicion results in division. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You, when you discern <laughs> that your relationship with your wife is not at the place that it is, you want to fix it. You want to do whatever to uncover all those lies or, 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 or validate your wife or spend more time. Or the suspicion is this, you sleep outside and you isolate yourself. Amen. It is not for the well-being of a relationship. It's like, I want out. The more I can figure this out, the more I can see more evidence. I want out. I want isolation. I'm going to talk about that. I want isolation and insulation. You've got to be very careful about these two words. Amen. Okay? Suspicion is eager for validating audience. If you do what you sense about another person makes you want to run and tell others it is not the Holy Spirit, period. If, if, if someone does you wrong and you want to tell other people about what this person has done for you, it is wrong. If he does you wrong, first question, have you confronted or have you carefully clarified it with that person who said something that offended you? Everybody say praise God. Okay? 
Everybody say praise God. Here's a greatest litmus test uh, for examining the source of your thoughts and others. If you find a church is filled with gossiper, you find suspicions lurking every corner. Amen. I've got to say this, a few things I've got to say. I'm going to say it anyway because it is. I'm very afraid when people gather when they are not matured. That's why I'm very reluctant sometimes to start small groups. It can be a breeding ground. I've been, I've, I've been cases where they set me up. If you don't have a strong leader, if you don't have a person of discernment, my friends have started small groups uh, and it has destroyed their entire church because it became, instead of a prayer meeting, it became a gossip segment. That's why we need reporting. We need oversight. What's going on? Oh, I tell you, uh, I tell you, yeah, uh, it's a simple thing. I tell you, and then you start praying witchcraft prayer, rebellious prayers against the will because you step into the rim. Listen very carefully. You step into the rim that is above your pay grade, if I can say spiritual grade. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me? Amen. You see, listen, some people say, no, 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 it won't happen, it won't happen. Trust me. Ah, let me go up because of the camera. In my, my, I've seen it. You may have a pure heart. But when you sit together with a group of people, it's a whole different story. The group's dynamics are very different. I've walked in into a group where a person says, yeah, I'm for you, I'm for you. Wow, but when you sit in together as a board, they change color. Culture is more powerful than an individual. Amen. And then, you know what? The small group leader or whatever that is doing it will end up, huh? Yo, Xiao Liu, how come he end up this way? Then they come to me and beg oh. Then because of that Because loose lips ma, No accountability When I ask everybody Who say what, what, what I don't want to say I don't want to say I don't. They don't want to say Then when, when I want to confront them And say that Okay, let's talk about this You know, I want to talk They run Who say one, who say one uh, The guy say oh, Hey, how come the guy break my trust <laughs> Whoa Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me? Never mess around with a group setting when you don't know what you are doing. Amen. Because you know what? Two are greater than one. Three are even. Amen. You know, it always starts with this. Hey, I got an opinion. I got an opinion. Come, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Then together, let's talk, 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 talk. Of course, do I know that the church is not perfect? Of course. Are we striving? Yes. But then, you know what I also need you to do? Grow up! Be matured. Don't to discern what's right and wrong. Don't just one opinion here, one opinion there, one opinion here. Grow up. Know to discern. Then we can function like a body. <sighs> Praise God. Sometimes I, I'm going to say this here. You know the motives are it's all over the place. Eh? Why? Why? Come on. Stop it. Is this pleasing to the Lord? Am I checking myself? You know, again, Discernment always operates naturally in a repentant heart, but suspicion operates out of a hard heart. Amen. Everybody say, because discernment wants to make it right. Amen. Always want to make it right. Because you know what? I want to make it right with God and others. I want to have uh, my exercise, my conscience to be void of offenses. Amen. I, I, I don't want to have this ill feeling. 
you know, over this situation. I really don't want, I want to, I want to clear it out, Pastor. Help me. Uh, you know, help me see what I'm not seeing. Okay? Everybody say praise God. Then number four, discernment develops a climb in a climate of humility. Always know this. Always know this. I've always said this many times to myself to help me not have a bad attitude. I don't have all the insights. I don't have all my perception. I may be wrong. Therefore, I'm not going to be making a judgment call. I always like to give somebody a benefit of a doubt. I always want to think good about you. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Amen. I don't want to think all the bad thing about you. When I think all the bad thing about you, it becomes a, 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 a fertile ground for suspicion. Amen. When I think about you, I want to think about the good experience that I have about you, the good things that are coming out from you. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me? And, and, and when somebody is struggling, and somebody is struggling in their walk with God, then I ask, need to tell myself, hey, this person is not like that one. I know he's struggling somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for her. Uh, God, help me be the person. And God, sometimes you know that this person is not right. Then you start to pray for that individual. Lord, bless them with healthy thought processes. Devil, stop making my sister miserable. Amen. Because we are not fighting each other. Let me repeat that again. We are not fighting each other. But also, I must say this, we sometimes may deal with sin because sin corrupts our relationship with God. That's why when I deal with the issue of sin, I'm not against you. I want you to be under God. Why? So that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And then sin destroys our relationship with God. The penalty of sin is death. And death means death with your relationship with God. That's why, you know, do I like to talk about sin? Of course not. I like people happy. But happiness is not my goal. <laughs> Eternal salvation is. Your walk with God is important. Okay, okay number five. Discernment wants righteousness to prevail. Suspicions. <laughs> I like this one. Suspicions wants to be right. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I, you know, it's like, oh, when someone comes to you and asks for forgiveness, you need to humble yourself. Hey, who am I? God forgive me, you need to grab. But some people, you say sorry for what? Then they screen you down. Don't make it difficult for people to come to you to make it right. Jesus didn't make it hard for us. Eh? I repeat that again. Jesus doesn't make you feel like you are a rotten egg when you come to him. So let us not make people feel like they have to beg for forgiveness. Eh? Some people will only offer forgiveness only when they see blood. Hello? Some people say, oh, <laughs> uh, they want forgiveness very easy. La. I, I want to judge the intensity of this. You're really sorry for what you have done. I want to see you bleed out. <laughs> Come on. Okay, everybody say praise God. Suspicion always has a narrative and that narrative never comes from heaven. Suspicion is often rooted in a silver of truth but the truth comes, becomes twisted over time. 
a suspicion evolves, it is uncommon for those lies to express themselves in the form of false accusations. A great indication that this is happening is that a person operating from a form from a place of suspicion is not interested in giving their target the opportunity to defend their motives and behaviors. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Number six. Okay, I'm going to go quick. Okay? A few more minutes. Discernment gives you compassion for another person. Suspicion devalues another person. Amen. Like when you feel for somebody, I don't know why he's behaving this way. Let's follow up. I don't know. I, I just need to draw. Come on. Let's do something about this. The other person, that's why I don't want to go out with him. Oh, he like that what? Amen. Number seven, discernment always looks for the retentive nature in a situation. Suspicion causes destruction. That means I want to make it right. I want to, uh, redemption is my goal, not destruction. Amen. Number eight, discernment comes from the father's heart. Suspicion comes from the enemy's corrupted heart. I'll, I'll say this. I have now five children, including Sean. The father's heart is very, very, very different. Now I got, no, seven children plus the two dogs. You know, I, one thing that I noticed, okay, one thing that I noticed, right, you know, like, sorry, I, I'm going to be telling you on this, right? I, I, every Sunday, I, I look at the name list and who don't have space. Right? You know, sometimes if you take it as an administrative point of view, right? They say, they never book why you want to? Why you want to bother so much? A father's heart cannot want it. Hello? A father's heart cannot want it. If you have a shepherd heart, I say, hey, I better call. Hey, brother, that is you book already or not? <laughs> Which I did <laughs> because I want to make sure he have a seat there. Hello? I mean, if you you are so quick, oh this policy, that policy, oh according to this policy, 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 policy. Dude, policy, yes, I understand, but we can carry it away with policy and neglect mercy. Are, are you with me? A father's heart cannot say, let him burn up. Oh. Oh, Jamel, Jesse, let him up, let him, let him up. So easy. I mean, of course, huh, we try to console ourselves. I don't care, I don't care. But then after that, we're still in the, late, in the night waiting. I, I don't know about you parents, but me. If my children all don't come home, I cannot sleep. My wife will tell you that. Because a father's heart is always a father's heart. Amen. Are you with me here? If you don't operate in a father's heart, right, and then... Okay, you know, please, uh, you also don't operate in the children's heart. Like. That means always cite the children. You must come and talk to me. Like. And when you come and talk to me, give me the names so I can fix it. You know, Brother Willoughby always say this, I don't know. How can I fix something that I don't know? They go and tell everybody except him. I don't know. Hello? You really want to fix the family have a family meeting. Clear it out in the air. But there is a commitment that says, no matter what happened, we will stay together as a family. Once that is taken away from a family, you got no church. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Number nine, discernment accomplished the purposes of God in advancing His kingdom. Suspicions attack the purposes of God. Amen. Discernment about a situation is given first and foremost. The purpose of prayer comes in. 
you know, again, we start to pray, Father, let this not break us up. Bring us together. Help us deal with sin. Amen. Not the sinner. Number 10, I love this. This sermon operates with the, within the spiritual authority given to me. Suspicion always draw out of bounds. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me? Amen. Okay, I'm going to close with this and next week we're going to cover more, okay? I haven't finished yet. I still got a lot. Sorry. This is part two only. Okay, I got part three, part four. What fuels a suspicious spirit? Okay, what fuels? Number one, discontent. Number two, downcast. Number three, discourage. Number four, desperate. Number five, disgruntled, offended. Suspicious people fueled by wrong inner desires and motives. Amen. Okay? Everybody say praise God. Are you with me? So anytime when you have these areas, go get it. Exercise yourself. Void of what? Offenses. Get it right. Talk to somebody. Say, God, renew a right spirit. Let my motivation be right. Cleanse my heart, O oh God. Search me and know what's true. I cannot clean anything that I have no idea what is it about, but reveal my true nature, Father. Lord, if I'm operating in carnality, help me. I don't want a religious spirit. I just want a pure heart. I don't want to be... I want to be discerning, and discerning doesn't mean that, 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 that you don't have to judge. Sometimes you have to judge. You know, having a pure heart, have to judge what's not pure. Because I do not want, but, but at the aspect, you want to discern. You don't want to operate in suspicion. That's why the Bible says, Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Because at the end of the day, you and I know this so well. We can be right and so wrong. Yes, you are right that you told your husband so many times, pick up your socks. <laughs> Amen. But then you become resentful that's wrong and you discredit his authority, you tear him down. That's wrong. You know, I, 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 for those young Parents, I'm going to say this. Do you know when does your children learn rebellion? Your example as a wife. Oof. Or do you stop and say, you're talking about my wife, stop it. There's no way to talk to your mom like that. Amen. We call it botoa botoe. You know, last time, nowadays the kids like to talk. Nowadays, they have an opinion. Everything that has an opinion. They are a very different generation now. What's the happen to the good old fashioned? Submit, obey. But we wanted you to do it in the right spirit, not with a spirit of fear, but a spirit of trust. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise God. You know, it's always the case when you tell the children, cannot. Why? Coco <laughs> always do this. Cheche always do this. Sometimes I feel like saying, Cheche can be trustworthy. Are you? Yet to be said. Let to be seen. Amen. 
Shall we just stand? You know, I, I hope this lesson will help us because I think this is so important. You know, the motives of the heart. It's been a while since we talked about the motives of the heart. You know, again, I want God to be right. I want God to purify me. Can we just leave our hands right now all over this place? Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, just leave your voice for a moment. Father, I don't want to be representation of you, God, that is unlike you at all. Father, right now, come on, just, just pray right now in Jesus. Lord, that you will purify my heart. Lord, you know how to keep us, you know how to defend us, you know how to protect us. You are good to us. And Father, because of that, we yield ourselves, we trust you. Lord, we are trying in all our ways, Lord, to acknowledge you. Lord, you are my God. Let my life speak fondly of you, God, about your grace and your mercy and your goodness and your mercy. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, just leave your voice right now. Father, Lord, I exercise myself, Lord, right now. I exercise myself to be void of offenses. Father, right now, I choose to forgive all those, Lord, Lord, that sin against me, Lord, all those, God, that have bad mouth against me because, God, it's the right thing. I don't want to be, I want to see you, God, in, in my prayer time. I want you to be lifted high, not my issues, God. Lord, again, God, I let go, God. Lord, uh, uh, you are the judge, God, and I'm not, God. Revenge belongs to you. I don't, I don't, Lord, I don't do that at all, God. I just want my heart to be pure, and Father, that you cleanse me, that you cleanse my understanding, God. The person that I really need to deal with is me. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, come on, just leave your voice. God, that you will cleanse me, oh God. No one can clean me except you, Father. Let, let your spirit cleanse me right now in the name of Jesus. With pure hearts and clean hands, God, right now. I pray this prayer... Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Why don't you, if it's possible, just reach out to somebody and just pray for them for a moment right now. Just stretch across, you know, if your family members are there, just pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, right now, God, I let go so that you can be God. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I let go so that you can be God. Lord, Purify my motives, God. It's not always me. I am not the center. You are the center of my life. Lord, again, God, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive, Father. I choose to let it go. I let it them off my hook so that you can get involved, Father. In the name of Jesus, purify, Lord, my heart, Lord, right now, God. Let me be clean on the inside. Come on, just, just pray for one another. Father, I want to set free, God, every offenses, Lord, right now. I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just leave your voice for a moment. Father, right now. Haraka, I want to see you high and lifted up, Lord. Haraka sandariyara batariyara dadar. Haraka sandariyara baturaka sandariyara basar. Haraka sandariyara batariyara batariyara batariyara. In the name of Jesus, Father, have Your way. 
have your way cleanse me on the inside father lord right now in the name of jesus god thank you father thank you father thank you jesus amen can you agree with me right now let's leave our hands let's pray father in the name of jesus lord that you grant us discernment Lord, that you grant us discernment about every decision we make, God, every business transaction, everything that we do, we need your discernment. Father, we do not want to reap, God, what we have sown. So, Father, I cry out for discernment. Lord, whether that's a job, Lord, whether it's in our home, God, whether, God, what is happening around, God, our children, grant us discernment, Lord. I pray, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let's give God praise all over this place. Thank you, Jesus. One caution, one caution. Sometimes God may give you discernment, okay, about your home. Take it to a place of prayer. Don't allow your flesh to take over. Okay, what would happen is this, you may be right, but you shame, you blame, you kill your child. Amen. I've done it before. So, I've learned to respond in prayer. I learned to respond, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but you have revealed this in my spirit. I don't know what to do. Is it me? First of all, I said, Lord, is it me? Or is it just me plain suspicion about my insecurities? I gotta find out because my insecurities have a way to cloud my judgment. So let me give you an example. It may be a referencing of a pain that you encounter and, and you can overreact over a situation. And when you overreact, that poor individual look, did I deserve this? Oh, hell break loose <laughs> and, 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 and there are times I have to find myself in a place I overreacted I ask you to forgive me I ask you this is nothing you know I, I, I thank God for my wife when she would tell me this Tim it's got nothing to do with you it's just me reacting over my insecurities please bear with me you know and there are times where we need to say that you know, this is my insecurity. I know you did, did not deserve that shout. That, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm just asking you to pray for me. I'm struggling in this area of my life. To trust people is not easy for me. But I'm willing to go and learn how to trust and show me what it means to trust. Do you know how many relationships that can save? Rather than say, criticize right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it destroys that relationship. But the Bible commands us to be patient with each other. Amen. If that's a word that I've learned time and time again, be patient with people. People are not always 100%. I am not 100%. But aren't you glad that we got a God that is patient with us? My goodness. And I've learned as parents... The one thing that you have to answer, the, the thing that you have to learn is to wait. <laughs> Sometimes I want a byproduct of a good child, but it takes sacrifice, it takes patience. Amen. 
Father, give us your patience right now as we close today, God. Lord, help us guard our words. Help us encourage each other, not tear down each other. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, help us right now be more patient, more forgiving, more loving, Father. Lord, help us right now. Lord, if we don't get our point across, I pray, help us be patient. Lord, I pray, God, that we will not want to judge each other and kill each other. That's not your will. And Father, we all have our insecurities, God. Let not our insecurities oh, judge us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I know you can't shake each other's hand, but if you can wave to each other, say, God bless you. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Jesus' name.